Well, here we are. Um, episode 417. I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, the Yankees lose. They blow game three of the American League Division Series to the Cleveland Guardians. In Cleveland this time, 6-5. to five. Not wasting time. You know where to find me on social media, on every podcast platform. You know to go to bd4blog.com to get all that information. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Welcome to the podcast, episode 417, all that shit. The Yankees lost last night 6-5. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because I guess I should be more careful. Um, you know, I was telling all my friends, all my family members that are Yankees fans that I'm not scared of the Cleveland Guardians, that I, I, I you know, all year I've been focusing on the Houston Astros, the Houston Astros, and the Houston Astros. Um, that the Guardians are mediocre, they play in this division where every team is under 500, all that stuff, and here we are talking about the Yankees now having to go 2-0 just to get out of this series against the Guardians, and then having to travel to Houston, Texas. <laughs> um, I guess I should be more careful, right? I guess you should never take for granted what, not take for granted, but I guess you should never underestimate um, anybody. Um, let me just make sure my camera's all set up here. All right, we're good. So, yeah, last night the Yankees lost. They implode in Game 3. And, you know, the first two innings were basically Yankees fans slowly getting dragged through hell. I think that's the best way you can describe how this game got off to a start. Um, Luis Severino did not have it. His fastball command was off. Everything was up. Um, it seemed like he couldn't throw consecutive strikes. No finish pitch at the time. The Guardians just kept fouling things off. And they did nothing but make hard contact early on. A lot of hits. A lot of hard contact. The first inning, leadoff hitter Quan, who would be a good Yankee by the way, but we don't go for 300 hitters. He lines a double out the gate. Then Ramirez you know, rips a line drive single. To make it first and third. Then you get IKF doing what every Yankees fan knew would happen this month. Continuing to botch ground balls and, and such. Turning a ground ball into a run scoring single. one nothing Indians. You get the mound visit. Matt Blake comes out. Then Severino escapes the inning with just one run. Uh, but on 31 pitches. Could have been worse. Second inning, though, more of the same. Sharp double by Arias. Austin Hedges, I think is his name. Singles up the middle. Quan later rips another hit, an RBI single. Severino escapes further trouble, but still down 2-0 after two innings with a 56 pitch count. And he kind of calmed down the rest of the way. It, it, it kind of started, the momentum started to shift. You saw Severino find it. He got into a really good rhythm, and he turned it into a decent start. Um, he at least gave the Yankees a chance. Picked up a quick 1-2-3 third inning. Then in the top of the third, before he actually pitched the third, he had Cabrera doubling. You know, And then Judge even homers to get the monkey off his back. He ties the game at two. Then Severino pitches a quick 1-2-3 third. He has a quick 1-2-3-4th inning. Um, then Cabrera homers in the 5th inning to give the Yankees a 4-2 lead. Then Severino pitches a, a quick 1-2-3-5th inning. 
Then he grinds through two outs to start the bottom of the sixth. And then, stopgap, he'll only play until Peraza's ready. Oh wait, what's that? I guess we lied to you. Botches another play to put Jimenez on first base. IKF makes a nice backhanded stab, but he fires a wild throw to Rizzo that he can't handle. Sevy then issues a sharp ground ball to Judge, having to pitch extra pitches because of IKF. Um, so a sharp ground ball single to Judge right after that, and then that knocked him out of the game after five and two-thirds innings. So he was fine. You know, he wasn't great, but considering how the game started, he did okay. Lou Trevino comes in with first and third and two outs, and you all know how I feel when it comes to Lou Trevino and him coming into an inning with inherited runners on base. I've said these before, it's never usually great. He's good with a clean inning, but I don't love him when he comes in with traffic on the bases. And maybe three pitches in, he feeds a changeup to, I forget who it was, and it results into a single, cutting the lead to 4-3 Yankees. Then you get the Bader home run in the top of the seventh, I believe it was, to make it 5-3. And you get some comfort there. It kind of felt like, not going to lie, kind of felt like this was going to be the Yankees win. I, I kind of felt good after that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but that's that's when you fast forward a couple of innings. Not having a closer comes into play. And how many gosh damn times it's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. I'm not going to try to curse. How many gosh dang times have I spoke about this before um, the postseason? Like last month, even two months ago. How many times have you spoke about it too, I bet? We need a closer. We don't have a closer. And Aaron Boone's plan was to get seven outs with Wandy Peralta. That was his master plan in game three. Peralta was doing well. But the ninth inning comes, you know, two blue pits off of him, and he's out of the game after 27 pitches, one and two-thirds innings. And that is when Clark Schmidt was the one to come into the game and blow it. Uh, you know, Real quick to recap how he did, single, mound visit, single, strikeout, single, game over. So, first off, before I rip this ballless puppet for his mismanagement, I want to say that the pitch calling there was atrocious, too. Who the hell is calling for Clark Schmidt to throw four consecutive sliders to Gonzalez there? Who'd be the one to walk it off? Four consecutive sliders. Nobody does that. Unless you're Josh Hader, you don't do that. You're not Josh Hader. You're not Andrew Miller from 2016, either. You don't have that ability to get away with that shit. You're Clark Schmidt. You're a double-A pitcher who's clearly not ready for the big leagues, let alone being on a playoff roster. And you're going in there and you're throwing four straight sliders to a guy. The only time this guy did well this year, honestly, or I'll be be nice and say the majority of his good outings were in lower leverage spots to help pad those numbers to look better. It's like the thing with the Brayu. People want to say he pitched well because the analytics lined up, but it's like, yeah, when did he do it, though? You know, in the seventh inning of a 5 nothing game against the Oakland A's? Uh, 
So, you know, right before Peralta gives up that second hit in the ninth there, I, I go to my brother and I say, you know, Clay Holmes might suck ass, but he has done well this playoffs, and he is a ground ball sinker guy, so there's always the ability that he finds it. But honestly, I would have went to anybody but Clark Schmidt. Anybody. Why are you pitching? He pitches Jamison Tyone in the 10th inning of Game 2. A guy who was never relieved in his life. A starting pitcher. And now he pitches a double-A pitching Clark Schmidt in the ninth inning of of a tight game. It's amazing. Amazing. But the analytics, right? The analytics. My buddy texts me, actually. Um, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast told me that he was watching the Yes Network postgame rerun this morning. And he said that Jeff Nelson um, actually brought up a great point of how, and this is very true, how analytics don't affect what's between the years. So in other words, if they you know, if they tell you that Schmidt was the right move, that's just strictly on matchups, numbers, his stuff, and his baseball savant page. That wasn't... Cracking my neck here. That didn't take an account... Like, that doesn't take an account himself. His emotions. His mental state. The kid has never been put into a spot like this before. He was never even a reliever until the Yankees kind of forced that later in the season. That stuff's real. That also affects you. These are not robots you can just throw out there and expect to get specific results because the spreadsheet's automated that way. That is not how this game works. Just because the numbers say something, that doesn't mean it's going to happen because the mental part is also a factor. They always say baseball is 90% mental. That's never going to change. But the best part was after the game, when this loser had the audacity to say how he was only planning on using Clay Holmes in emergency situations. And he wanted to avoid using him in a back-to-back. Dude, that shit is, is, is shit you worry about in the regular season. The fact that you people, a lot of Boone supporters, were telling me that the, the, all this garbage all year about resting and saving arms was just because he wanted to go full force in October. That's garbage. That's dumpster. I told you so. This guy is a pussy at his finest. As I curse. It does not matter what time of year. This guy does not give three, two, or one shits about going full force, going hard. So hopefully, hopefully, now you fools can see where this guy stands. If he doesn't see a playoff game on the brink of elimination as an emergency, hopefully now you wake up. Because this guy doesn't give two shits about going hard if it means you have to overuse somebody a little bit. Here's another thing about the Schmidt garbage. It shouldn't have even came to that. But this idiot is so focused on his numbers crunching and matchups that he pulls Lou Trevino after just seven pitches. And he pulls Jonathan Loizaga after only... I want to say 14, 15 pitches. Why? Why? We say it so much. And this was another thing we were all worried about heading into this month. When you keep doing this matchup nonsense and use multiple relievers every night, one of them is bound to be off. That's just called chance. You know, you use seven guys, what are the odds you're going to get seven out of seven effectiveness? One of them, at least, is probably going to be off. 
So maybe, just maybe, had you kept in those guys, Trevino, Lasagna, a little bit longer, you don't have to go to Schmidt in the ninth inning there. I just can't believe how consistently bad this guy is at the most basic, rudimentary shit for an MLB manager. Two nights in a row, man. Tyone, Schmidt. Like, why are these guys, these two guys shouldn't even be thoughts. They shouldn't even come into your head in these situations. It should be your top guns. Always your top guns. It's almost like a fake world. That would never happen, happens. It's like, oh, he would never be that stupid to do this. And he does it with ease. And speaking of analytics, why the hell in that ninth inning are we shifting on Jose Ramirez? This is a 300 hitter, a a use-all fields animal. And we're shifting on him in the ninth inning? Because the spreadsheets say some bullshit about him going the other way on a Saturday night at 10.27 p.m.? But, yeah, I mean, it's just insane to me. It's insane how you get to the playoffs and then you pitch Clark Schmidt in the most important spot of the season. That's your master plan. Amazing. And back to IKF. I know I'm going all over the fucking place here. The dude is not a shortstop. And I'm almost not even mad with him anymore because if you're bad, you're bad. It's the stupid, ridiculous Yankee bullshit who keep forcing the issue. How many times have Yankees fans been asking for them to try something different? You don't want to suddenly change it up in the postseason now? Okay, fair, sure, I get that, I guess. But newsflash, this was something we were all advocating for in late July, people. Yet, Oswald Peraza... Stayed riding in AAA until September 2nd. And instead of using him every day there and experimenting him with, with shortstop and you slide IKF to third or have him come off the bench, instead of toying around and experimenting there in September, you don't even really use the guy. And the worst part is when they did use Peraza, he hit. He showed them he could hit and he hit well. He had 49 at-bats, I think it was, but he took advantage of those at-bats and he batted 306. Four extra base hits, six walks, a couple of stolen bases, played good shortstop defense. Oh, but let's let's leave him off the playoff roster. Let's instead waste spots on Aaron Hicks and Marwin Gonzalez, two zeros who have provided less than zero all year. It's just amazing how you are the New York Yankees with this gigantic payroll and for the past two seasons now, you can't even manage to get an actual shortstop to play shortstop. It's absolutely astonishing. And you can say the same for left field too. You know, I like Cabrera. I think Oswaldo Cabrera has done a nice job. I'm happy he had his moments last night. Two huge extra base hits. Pimped the fuck out of that home run. I almost thought it was foul the way he was looking at it. But for two nights in a row... This kid is screwing up in left field. So you're playing guys out of position. And if you're Aaron Boone, again, why even waste the roster spot on someone like Tim LaCastro if he's not going to be in there for defensive replacement in left field later innings? It's just, it, it makes no sense. Some of this shit is just unbelievable. 
It really is, man. It really, really is unbelievable. It's difficult to believe. Anyways, the Yankees lose um, 6-5, and now they're relying on a home run machine to save their season. (laughs) So if you're Garrett Cole and you're really worth that paycheck after all, you do more than six innings, one run. No. You got to go seven, you got to pitch into the eighth, and you got to throw up zeros in all seven or eight of them. It's time to nut up and be a man, be an ace. You go eight eight innings of one run ball, two runs tops, you dominate, you be an ace. It's time to actually shove and show the league you are worth it. And Aaron Judge on the opposite side, he has got to do more. It's nice to see him do something yesterday, but we can't be so desperate that one for 12 with a home run, a walk, and eight strikeouts is enough for us. I'm sorry. He's got to be the superstar, and he's got to hit, 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 mash. And other guys have to start stepping up too, to be fair. Giancarlo Stanton, I think he only has one hit. Josh Donaldson hasn't done shit since the first game. Um, You know, it's time. It's time. Give credit to Bader. Tip of the cap to Harry Bader. (laughs) Who gets our tip of the cap tonight? He was two for four. Single home run. RBI. No strikeouts last night. Five total bases. Two runs scored. He keeps hitting. He's been very good this postseason. Big home runs. So, quick tip of the cap to uh, Harrison Bader. <laughs> but, I, you know, if I'm honest, man, I'm not shocked. I'm just more aggravated because, and I swear I'm not trying to sound arrogant, because I I, I continue to be right about so many things that I don't want to be right on. I'm literally, we're, we're, we're calling the script here. <laughs> I mean, if they lose this series... And they're eliminated by the Cleveland Guardians and their $5 payroll. Mr. Softy has to go. But so does his overrated boss, GM. You know, this is the man who brought Boone in. Extended him after losing in the first round. Um, built a roster full of sub-250 hitters. Journeyman relievers. Old men. Injury-prone men. Has two positions where guys are playing out of position. And it's October 16th. Has only three starting pitchers. That's amazing to me. Those last two parts are amazing. How he has two guys playing out of position and it's October 16th. And how he only has three starting pitchers. Amazing. Saying it out loud really magnifies how incompetent they've been with their roster building. And guys, that's it. Not going to get to any breaks, no advertisements, no plugs. That's it. We're going to wrap it up with the NYYMYK MMA trivia question of the day, and that'll be that. All right, let's get to it. All right, so for this episode, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day is how many championships did Roger Maris win? How many championships did Roger Maris win? Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. Now, for last episode, um, Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast got the answer correct. I forget what the question was, but I know that he got it correct because he messaged me. Um, yeah, so one last time for this episode 417, our NYYNYK MMA question of the day is, how many championships did Roger Maris win? All right, guys. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's it. I'm, uh, I'm out. This, this is... Uh, 
more than frustrating. I'll see you next time, guys. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.